Welcome everyone to week five, season four of UE Game 121's podcast. I'm your host, Derry, and as always, I'm joined by none other than Mr. Daryl Saunders. How's it going, sir? Good, sir. Good. Thank you. How are you? Yeah, yeah. Living the dream as always, mate. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> joining us this week is uh, Leicester manager, Steve. How's it going, Steve? Yeah, really good, mate. How you doing? That's all right. Really good. Yeah, yeah. Plans yeah. the weekend. Yeah. Long old week. Long old week. I mean, and we also invited you because you you drew with Hibs, by the way. Just so you know. Is that right? Yeah, I'm glad I didn't lose that. <laughs> Oh, he gets he gets on if he stops him winning. Yeah, okay, yeah, I get it. Yeah, I get it. That's how uh, it works. <laughs> he, he get on if you beat him. Yeah, beat yeah. him or draw. Okay. <laughs> and also joining us this week is Norwich manager Luke. How's it going? Yeah, evening, lads. All right. Yes. Yeah. All good, mate. All good. How was the late arrival down there? <laughs> I think it's, it's been like that all across the board today. Jesus Christ. It's been one of those days. Yes, it has. It's uh, been one of them weeks. I don't want... about the dates. <laughs> oh, mate. Week, my week has just been horrific at work. And then, like, just, like, completely manically busy. And then, like, to top it off, I just, just had my little and just come in like, with an earache. So... He's upset. (laughs) The joys of parenthood. UE, parenthood, work, love it. Oh, dear. (laughs) So, how did we get on this week, lads? Uh, Let's uh, let's start with... uh, Yeah, let's see how Norwich got on. Luke, how did you do, mate? Um, Yeah, Norwich this week. uh, We beat Carlos at Exeter City 2-1. Yeah, it's a pretty close game. Just about shaded everything. I know Carlos was a bit aggrieved because I think his uh, his left back decided to get himself sent off after half an hour. So we, we sort of took control after that. 2-1 win, top of the league. And uh, I'll just confirm that we will be sending that 20 quid to Ben at UE for sending off one of dickheads uh, players. So <laughs> long may it continue. Send one off every week. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you're doing really well though I mean you've had a cracking start to the season Luke I'm surprised actually yeah I was expecting a bit of a relegation battle this year so it's uh I'm just glad to be getting some points on the board hopefully it'll be enough to stop me getting relegated so it's uh I dare say I've got West Ham next week and Man City the week after so it's, it's oh not easy the best, not the best of starts <laughs> <laughs> a bit daunting isn't it oh, I think we'll dear. see it. yeah get those two out of the way and we'll see where we stand after that so but what, what was your what was your sort of goals coming into it? Obviously, you came up with uh, the likes of Callum Lang. Um, sorry, Daryl. And uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. How, how, <laughs> what was your sort of aspirations for this season? It was that, to be honest. It was just. I mean, I looked at some of the squads, and you know, there are tons better than what I've got. To be honest, you look. There's hundred and sixes and hundred and sevens everywhere across the board. So, I think I just wanted to get enough points just to. You know, finish top seven or eight would have done me, to be honest. So, it's uh, to get the start I have done has been brilliant. It's a lot of good teams in that league below me. I'm sure they're going to start hitting form soon. Yeah, yeah, very likely. That's it. So. And, uh, and uh, moving to you, Steve. I mean, sort of. Yeah, well, let's let's just start off with how how did your week go, and then we 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 jump to how your season started. Yeah, um, I had I was away to Daryl's best mate Callum in Hibernian. Um, I was nervous of losing that one, otherwise Daryl would uh, never forgive me. But never, yeah, never managed you. to get a, a great one-all away draw, so I was over the moon with that, to be honest. Um, good result. And, good result. He's and been then flying. I beat. Yeah, I, I I was fearing the worst after my last last week's uh, shocker against uh, Leeds Norwich. Sorry, I was yeah. <laughs> Right. <laughs> um, he absolutely spanked me, so I had a nightmare turn last week. So uh, yeah, and then I, I followed it up with a two-nil win against Valerenga in the Champions League. So wow. yeah, and how, how how does that see you set up in the, the Champions League now? How are you, how are you doing there? Still yeah, on sec- it's yeah, it's it's close. I mean, I I think Real Madrid are top. Um, I'm second, but it's it's really close. It's. I'm not, you know, I'm just going with it, really. I'm, uh, I don't think I'll win it, but if I can grab second, 
in the group. Who knows? But I think there's that many good teams now. They're all capable of beating each other on on any sort of different day. So, yeah, give it my best. Yeah, fair play. It's the best you can, as well. It's all you can do, isn't it? Really, I suppose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, your season's been a bit iffy, let's say. Yeah, um, yeah. Third from bottom in the pre- UK Prem. Yeah, yeah. I think this season is as tactically as everybody said on on you know chats and and the, the forum. I think tactics are so important. I mean, I'm not a big squad builder either. I'm, I, I sort of quietly deal. I don't do that many deals but I've got you know on stats on you know PVs and and overall abilities a decent side but I think this season is showing tactically that's where it's at now and a lot of teams are very Mm. similar and it's tactics and I think that's where I've really struggled and probably not been playing the right tactics for the players and the, the team so yeah is that Hopefully. something you'd agree? Sorry, gone. Sorry, mate. No, that's uh, yeah, that's where I'm at. I think tactically, trying to just learn, learn a bit. I think. Yeah, I was about to ask. Uh, like, you know, with you, Luke, have you found sort of similar to like what Steve said? There is. Does it feel like a far more tactical game for you? And is it is that something you feel you're sort of doing well at the you know, in, you know, in relation to your position in the league? Um. Yeah, I mean, personally, I'm not a big tactics bloke anyway. You know, I, I I get a set formation, I get set tactics, and I very rarely tinker too much with them anyway. But I do agree with Steve, you know, we're at the stage of the game now where, you know, the smaller teams are catching up with the bigger teams and they're starting to even out a little bit. And it is now really coming out with the managers rather than the teams themselves. So it's, uh, I mean, at the start of the season, if you had all the big teams like Man United and Man City and that, you had the good squads against some of the smaller ones. But now, like I say, it's evening out and it is down to tactics a little bit more. Yeah, yeah. Good point. Good point. And well, let's, let's go over to the man himself, Daryl. How, how, was your, how was your week? Yeah, good. Much better. Now I stopped overthinking it and doing it myself. Fiorentina won 3 1 away. So it's nice to. I think we've got our first 11 sorted. So now it's just about adding some depth, but we might be able to do that from scouts and stuff. But I think first 11 wise, and maybe even like basic substitute, I think our team is there. We've still got 19 points. So it's uh, I think it's now just about scouting things and figuring stuff out and offloading a couple, try and keep some cash flow coming. But a good win puts fifth. Um, Stonegrats again, back to, back to really ways. Beat Reams 2-1. Um, he might feel a little bit aggrieved. He had slightly more possession, but he set up really defensive again, like most teams in this league. Someone needs to break away from that. Uh, but we got a 2-1 win. Never scored. and I, There was a cup game, but I don't really want to talk about it. <laughs> oh, okay. now let's, let's talk about it. How, how did you get on? <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't know I had a cup game. Like, I, I didn't look. I didn't know that that turn, I just I just filled in reserves, youth, first team, and <laughs> actions. So it defaulted to the shithousery that I did to Bordeaux. And it was against yeah. St. Etienne in the fourth division. And I proper set up parking the bus. And I beat him 2-0. And I felt terrible. Because <laughs> <Like>, I'm, <laughs> I'm scrolling through my turn, I'm like, St. Etienne, what? And then I see League Cup, first round, first leg. And I'm like, oh, no. And what made it worse is because obviously Odegaard was still in the team from last week. It defaulted Neves into playmaker and he got man of the match in a goal. <laughs> I'm playing proper oh, shithouse as oh. well. So, yeah, I, I felt terrible. Uh, yeah. See, this, this makes more sense now where people have referred to you now as Sturm Fika. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I like that. But in, in I my defense, I didn't, I didn't even know, which makes it feel worse. And then what made it worse is I'm looking through the turn feeling bad, and he put on the manager board, didn't he? Like, great start to the season, and I'm like, oh, God. <laughs> I'm just going to park the bus against him. But, yeah, we won that 2-0, which I'm quite pleased got about. got a result. Yeah, but, um, damn it. But never mind. But, yeah, so good week. Everything every, everything won. Um, so, yeah, back to back to winning ways. But I went back to what I know, and... Um, you know, again, maybe I'm not a big tactics man. I build my team to play one way, 
I much prefer the other team to have to change their way to beat me because they know how I'm going to play. Because I just feel that it's, it's, they're not playing to their full strengths, whereas I just do that. And, hope, and so far in this game, I've won more than I've lost with it. So I went back to that. I played to what we do best and we picked up wins, apart from obviously the cup game, which was just pure shit housery. But <laughs> what could Yeah, I. Yeah, I, I can't. I kind of sort of experienced the opposite end of that this week because I I played um, Dan Padden's Bologna and uh, uh, Ben Bagshaw's Ural, uh, respectively. Played Ural in the Champions League and uh, and Bologna in the league. And like the first message I saw, and we got like a little Southern Premier League WhatsApp group chat. Yeah, we just have a little, and I see a message from Dan saying sorry, <laughs> yeah, sorry for shit. I was, I was just like, oh, do you know my first thought was, oh fuck, I've lost. Yeah, I've lost yeah. to someone shit. I was, but then it was one all, and I just thought, I've, he's like, he's such a good manager, uh, and I think when he's on it, he, he's really on it. Uh, I don't feel like he has been. I don't know, maybe uh, yeah. I just I, I I expect him to be higher up. That's all. Um, and yeah, getting one all draw. I would. I, I said to people, I, I would take a draw. I just didn't want to. I because I want to keep the momentum. But he's like a bogey side for me. So yeah, I'm happy with that. Uh, I think looking at the match report, probably should have won. Um, Do you feel like though, because you think he's a bogey that like, and he's in your head because you think that that you go into the game differently against him? I've always done that um, with, now with Steve at Cone and Mark Rowan. Whenever I've played either of them. Because yeah, yeah. Head, I overthink and I change how I play. Yeah, um, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I, I did. I do the same quite a lot with uh, probably Martin Banks and Amir. Um, like I, I probably show maybe more respect than I normally would. Normally, I just have a bit of fun and go for it. But like, I like I like the tactical battles, and I know those guys are are really good tactically uh, and you know good at building squads, all all that good stuff. You know, so it's 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 nice to sort of be able to test yourself. And so yeah, I enjoyed that. Uh, and but yeah, they really parked the bus hard. Um, as did sort of uh, Ural. They yeah, sort of your typical sort of defend deep, support defense, tackle and break, defend from front sort of yeah. stuff. That that, that sort of stuff. And and it's fine, you know. So however people want to play the game, whatever you know, if it works for you, fine, go for it. Um, I, I think with that game though, it showed I should have stuck with what my original thoughts were for the Bologna game because it was very similar games. Um, but against Ural, it, I, I got it right there, the tactics right there, and uh, we won 3 1. Um, yeah, so quite happy with that. It gets us like our first win of the group stages. We, you know, we're still unbeaten, but yeah, we was on, sitting on two draws and it's not very good, but now we're sort of second. Uh, yeah, it's going to be tough though. I mean, we've got Leverkusen again, who are Champions League finalists from last season, so yeah, it's. No, no easy games. Every everyone's quality in this game, so it's it's going to be really, really, really difficult. Yeah, but uh, yeah. So I thought this week, uh, guys, we uh, got a couple of like topics uh, to discuss, and it'd be really good to um, get get your your uh, well, just yeah, your thoughts on 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 everything that's been going on lately. Um, we had we did have one sort of uh, message from a certain certain man. I, you know, he didn't tell me if I could say his name. So I'll just, yeah, I'll just read it. What he's put. Uh, subject for the putty. How do you know if a player's aggression speed has been upped? Someone brought a player and tried to up his speed, but there is no clues if it's been done before. Is there? Do you think there should be something? You know, like uh, we have like star for um, if someone's added pot or L for longevity or K for karma. Do you think there should be some sort of indicator within the game? Um, to let you know that someone's added speed, because I think you can only add it up it once. Is that right? Yeah, I think so. One, yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah, so I suppose it'd be kind of like handy to know, isn't it? So if you're, yeah, you know, if you see like a good player, and uh, you want to buy him, and he's got eight speed or something like that, if you see that on there, you know it's already been up to the eight. You you can't do any better with him. Uh, yes. What's your yeah. thoughts on that, guys? Yeah, probably should actually. I mean, as you can only do it once, you could sign a scout with an eight speed that's already been sold and had it up from seven. I mean, yeah. I mean, maybe that would make sense. I think I'd agree with that because you wouldn't, you could waste a whole bunch of cash on it on a scout and you can't up it. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I totally agree. Yeah, I don't know if you if you actually sort of you know. Um, 
sort of scout the not scout the player. I can't think of the term when you like evaluate the player. If it's your yeah. own, does it tell you? I don't know. I'm sure somebody told me before. If it's your own player, it tells yeah, you on the evaluation, but obviously not if it's somebody else's. Yeah, I think you used to be able to evaluate any player because people used to do it um, before Ben right. put the asterisks next to pot players. You used yeah. to do it to to see if someone had actually added pot. Ah, okay. Yeah. No, I, I mean I had. I've literally listed a. I've got a centre midfielder that I'm, I'm yeah. sort of offering around at the minute, um, mm-hmm. like forty centre midfielder. But somebody asked me, has his speed, you know, gone up? Um. It's it's difficult, you know. If you if you've got old turns or you know things like that, you know the manager who you got him from, you can sort of find out. But otherwise, it, it's not always easy, is it? And that that could, you know, but you know, make a deal fail. I guess if if you don't really know, they're not going to gamble on it, are they? Yeah, yeah that's, that's a good point. I do think it's probably something that needs to be added. I mean, that surely as you can do it with the, the judgment and. Part, but I don't know where you would put it, but or what you would put, but yeah, I think I think it should be known if if it's happened. Hmm. How about you, Luke? What's your thoughts on that? Um. Yeah. I mean, I still, I don't know where you'd stick it to on the turn itself. I mean, if you evaluate a player, then there's no reason why it couldn't be added onto there. I suppose. But obviously, yeah. People doing deals every single week, they don't want to wait around an extra week, do they, to evaluate a player and stuff? It's uh. And if it's, yeah, and if it's a, a scouted point. dude, like maybe you've sold that's someone, it, yeah. you know? If it's scouted, you won't be able to evaluate. You're just going to take that risk. You could be ended up with an that's eight. That's a good point. An eight yeah, that's a really You could point. even sign like a nine-speed one, thinking I've got enough points, I'm going to make him 10, fix my fullback situation. And you picked up a scout and someone's already upped it to eight to nine at the beginning of the game because they thought that was better to do. And you're then stuck with a nine-speed guy that you didn't want. So, I, yeah, I, I think it should... You should look at maybe uh, putting a marker or something on the back or something somewhere. I don't know if it was Steve's player. I know he said he put a central midfielder on there. There was, I know, I think it was on WhatsApp. They were, they went through about four different managers, I think, trying to trace this guy's history to find out. And they did eventually find out that it had been up because the person that was trying to buy him asked that exact question, you know, has he been mm. up already? Because they were going to put it from oh. 9 to 10, I think. So... Luckily, they traced down where he originally came from, but because that, oh, that would be the time that it would be noticeable is making someone nine to ten. Like we've got nineteen points, we could we could fall in that trap at Fiorentina. You know, we've been looking for ten, yeah, speed, yeah, yeah. ten speed fullbacks. We could find a nine speed right back. Think we'll just dump all our points into him, and we can't. So yeah, I think it would be quite important to um, to do that actually. I mean, I hope to. Uh, one of my defenders sort of had a good couple of rises, like end of season, early early this season, and he's now my right back. And to be honest, I hadn't even thought about it. And I spent twenty points going from nine to ten speed. Didn't even enter my head that I obviously bought him at some point, and there was a chance somebody could have already upped it. Mm. But yeah, I, would have, yeah. I would I would have been gutted if I'd have like because obviously you plan your team and I you know you sell another player possibly with the thing of like upping his speed to 10 and then if it didn't go through it it sort of it would have ruined my plans a bit yeah you're then stuck, yeah. stuck with the player you didn't want yeah yeah exactly yeah yeah and then you've just got to you know spend time trying to fucking shift them on you and stuff like that yeah, yeah. i'm sure because there's because there's room for a star on i guess next to you know most stats if not all stats if it's like you know max level I'm sure they can maybe have another symbol or something next to. Yeah, or like make the it number, bold maybe. or underline yeah, it. Something, something, yeah, something silly. Yeah. Yeah, maybe like a little underline. Ooh. That might be. That yeah, might be a little, little underline. Or a little arrow. A little arrow next to it saying it's been. Yeah. Up. Yeah. 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 Dad, whoever suggested that, fair play. Yeah. So, yeah, very well suggested. <laughs> yeah, he didn't, he didn't say if he wanted to be mentioned, so I didn't want to. Stitch him up oh, with it because it's probably we'll, uh, we'll something. Invite, we'll invite him on the pod. Let's invite him. On. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he's been on quite a fair bit before, so is uh, I don't think he would mind. But yeah, just in case. Um, the other thing I wanted to sort of discuss with with you, Daryl, and, and obviously the guys was um, it sort of like popped up again about um something we discussed right at the start of this season. It was um the player rises 
But I thought it was more relevant because obviously there's a big conversation going on on the main forum. Um, and, and you know, it, it was really interesting reading it. I mean, uh, I think you actually started it, Luke, with the... I certainly did, yeah. Yeah, views on current... Um, the current rise, you know, the right, the speed of the rises, and uh, a question, you know, a question for Ben if there was a reason, obviously, for him to have to put a stop to it or or to slow it down, basically. Um, what what's your what was your uh, intentions behind it? I mean, what what's, what's your feelings about the rises in itself? Yeah, and I, well, I didn't necessarily put it on because. I had a big grumble with it. I just put it on because there was a lot of chat going on in the WhatsApp group. And mm. I, you know, I thought, whack it on there, see what other people think. I mean, personally, I think it, I mean, it's good that the bigger players are going to be stopped, you know, going up. Because when you get people like 108, 109 and plus, I've seen bigger ones than that, to be honest, in previous games. That gets really stupid, to be honest. But my sort of bee in my bonnet was people that put potential on players and people that take the time and effort to train you know, players in their reserves and their youth teams. Yeah, these are the guys that aren't going up. And I think that's what most people are really complaining about at the moment. You know, you spend seven points on a potential player and you train him 10, 15 times a season and he goes up two stats. Then you think, well, you know, why bother? Why put that much effort into him and spend all those points? He's just not going anywhere. Yeah, yeah. It is, but, uh, it is tiring at the minute. So I've got two potential guys, my fullbacks. So I was listening. Obviously, over Christmas, we was told, like, you know, guys going from 9 to 10 is slower and 8 to 9. But their heading is, like, 7, 8. And I've been wanting to, like, raise the heading of all my defenders. And I've trained them all season, both of them, with Pot in their heading. Nothing's happened. They've got Pot, are they? Yeah. Both of them got Pot. Determination, 24, 25. So they're not old, (laughs) old. Nothing. Not one rise. I'm even putting more heading in my general training to try and see if that helps across the squad. Nothing. The only one that went up this week is the guy I transfer listed. <laughs> I think the, big, the biggest problem as well, it's um, obviously the, the bigger teams have started with all these bigger players. So if you get a smaller team, you, you bank on training players and putting potential on them to get their rises up. The fact that that's all stopped now, you know, people with smaller teams, they're they're just looking at it and thinking, well, I've got no way of catching these guys up at the top divisions. And I think that's why a lot of people are just giving up their teams now because just nothing seems to be moving. See, the thing is that I understand my 106s, 105s, 104s, not going to rise that much. Like, I get that. But I want the guys in the reserves that are like 98, 99s. They should be going up. I want them, and then that would make deals possible you know because i'd be like oh actually i've got 137 center back with like 10 speed in my reserves um and he hasn't risen for ages i'm literally waiting for one more stat to go up and i think okay then i could offload a center back bring him in and that makes things keep flowing you know and but nothing's moving at all as i say i had the guy i transfer listed in my first team go up and two youth team strikers in nothing useful. One of them's being freed this week because he's just been brought in as like a gap filler, you know? So it's just the three rises across my entire team. Like I get, I'm not talking, I don't want my 106s, 104s to keep flying up. Nobody wants a squad full of that. But like the 97, 98, 99s, I want them, you know, they're in my reserves playing because I expect them to challenge at some point. They're not going to. They're just going to become rest of the world fodder, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think there's so many players now, like you say, that, you know, last season or at the start of last season, you, you'd have been interested in. This season, you you wouldn't touch because there's mm-hmm. no, I think even potential on players. I, I'd happily buy players without potential now if, if they're good enough because I don't, I mean, I mean, I'm quite, I'm quite geeky with stats because I log all my training from literally season one. Um, but it, it definitely I, I get I get I do <laughs> I mean I, I, I had a, a nerd <laughs> I know I know he's no Tuesday had, and he loves his training of course <laughs> I, I spend more time updating the spreadsheet than actually doing that that's probably where I'm going wrong with the tactics if you actually, if you actually looked at the rule book for the tactics you might be even <laughs> yeah but I mean I started no, God, I had a I had a trainee goalkeeper season one um, he was 82 rated, 31 PV. He's gone up 16 points. Um, he's now a 39 goalkeeper. 
Um, but he literally was nine points in season one, four in season two, three in season three. And I've trained him 20 weeks on distribution. He doesn't have potential, but he's not gone up. Um, and he's only nine, he's 19, 20. He's only young, but I get he doesn't have potential, but I don't know how how long you've got to train a stat to to go up. But again, it is nine to 10. So again, I, I get that it's going to mm. take a lot longer. But yeah, I think even the training, it it doesn't seem to be doing that much, even with pot players. But um, it's a difficult one to get the balance right, I think. If, you, if it's too high like it was, it gets a bit silly. But then if, yep. it, if it's too slow, like I think it is a little bit now, especially with, like you say, the, you know, the youth and mm. reserve players, people are losing a bit of interest, which is the danger. Because the thing was, like, so, like I said, and I've said it from the beginning, that this was like a seven-season plan. You know, and yeah. I, I've built my squad. Mm. My first team is decent, all close to the 100 mark, kind of 360, you know. I'm a good Division Two team for where the season we're in. My reserves are all 98s, 99s under 22, under 23s, and my youth teams are all high, like mid to high 90s. I expect them to, like, it's like to be a progression for seven seasons, you know? I want the 36, yeah. 99, 20-year-old free roll in my youth team to be the next guy, you know? I want him to come and mm-hmm. be my free roll, you know? That's the whole point of it. You know, I've got a 23-year-old in the first team, 21-year-old in the reserves, and 20-year-old in the... I, I'm expecting the progression, but they're not moving, you know, they're not challenging. And I think even if they no. just did that, even if maybe the reserves got tweaked or it got capped at 100 and they got moved into the first team and then it's when it slows down. But yeah, because at the minute, I'll just end up selling all these end of season because I, they're not going to be anything, you know, and that... I've, that so, I've sold all mine. Yeah. And that's where you lose interest, you know, that's where yeah. you lose interest because yeah, yeah. some of us are have built a squad because it's hard format and we were expecting six, seven seasons and we're already at the point where sometimes I don't even bother to send my reserves now. I just I just do the slot and the training's not having any effect. It's just frustrating, you know? Yeah, I, th- I, th- I think, you know, reading some of the comments, I mean, you've, uh, you know, we've got Dan from Lil and Leon, uh, Will from Leon, both sort of saying, you know, like, kind of that yeah a middle ground needs to be sort of found whilst um sort of Amir said it's yeah it's kind of prevalent that um you know rises yeah he can't see rises happening for himself for like the rest of the season and it's um you know he's given up on developing players so it seems like it's echoing sort of what you guys are saying it's it's really sort of um I I don't know I, I think it kind it kind of seemed like it needed to happen after the first two seasons, which is something Dan again mentions on the forum. Um, like the first, it was too much. The first two seasons that the rises were too much. Yeah. Uh, and then it's but gone like the completely like, opposite way. As Pilacreta was what 40 PV 108 at the end of the first season, when it was something nonsense. Yeah. I, I think we were talking as well last season, weren't we Daryl? where, yeah, we looked at that. So there's like the worldwide stats sort of sheet. And you're halfway through season three, and like I, th- I can't. There was like most yeah. weeks you'd see like all the CBs yeah. and all the free rolls, and all of them are like all 40 40s. Yeah. yeah, yeah, all forties already. It, I think we we spoke yeah. about it in season two. All the centimeters were forty, pretty much. Might be, they? yeah. I think I think I it was. Think it was uh, yeah, it might yeah. be season two. Yeah, you might be right season there. Season two, I think we said about every centimeter was a forty PV on the worldwide stats, which is madness. You know, like I've seen really good. For season three, 38 PV centimids for sale, but no one's touching them. How many times has that guy tried to get rid of Lil Henna? Perfectly good centimid, but you can't, you won't touch him because we've all got 38s, 39s already because we've made them in season one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it was too quick, but it's that. It's, no one now wants to develop any more players. Like, yeah. I, from what my plan was, was to have three squads with like a conveyor belt someone from the first team goes reserve steps in call them up put a trial list in do it all again and there's no yeah point yeah me, there's no point me doing that anymore you know because nothing's moving you know yeah that's i mean that's something uh echoed by uh chris haggard uh, the portsmouth manager he he sort of said like he's had one first team rise this season his goalkeeper eventually went after uh, after 16 weeks of training which sort of is similar to me i i think i i trained 
I think it was Froome Pond, my wing back, and it took 19 weeks to go up on one-on-one oh, -on -one training. Geez. But then he said, he's also added that even his reserve rises have been far, few and far between. So it, it does seem like it's across the board. They've all been, because I did wonder at first, is it like, is there like a multiplier? Like, you know, if, if he's like 108, 108 OA and 39 PV, that's even harder to get up than like a, a 39 PV who's 100 OA. You know, is there some sort of multiplier? But then you, you see, we're seeing it like even in reserves and youth teams, they're just not going up and they're not really viable. You can't do anything with them. There's no excitement. I mean, if, if there's, if you're getting a turn and you're getting a couple of like nice little rises to certain sort of good gems you got in your reserves and use and they're training quite well, it sort of, it adds a bit more impetus to the rest of the game for you. Hmm. Well, there's like this guy, this uh, week, Sis, I signed him season one, I think it was, end of season one youth team for my youth team. He's 22 now. So yeah, I think I signed him at 19. And he was a project, and he's perfectly good. 36, left mid, free roll, nothing under seven except tackling, 98. And I've really been pushing him. And yet this season, just a dead stop. And I've had a bid this week, and I'm just like, well, okay, let's just let him go. And it wasn't the plan, you know? And I think that's what's – that's the bit that's upset me is it wasn't how I wanted to play it, you know? But the yeah. reasons have just prevented that. Like, as I say, the reserve and youth teams are the one that upset me. I'm not expecting – my hundred and sixes to rise quick anymore, you know? Like I'm I'm not. I know they're pretty much set occasional, maybe they'll move. But the rest you know, I want competition, you know? I want to do a go and do a deal. I want to go, oh my god, I've got a nice thirty eight hundred centimeter in my reserves. I can get rid of mine. It makes you deal deal more, doesn't it? So yeah. Yeah, I've not managed my reserves or youth for two seasons. I've just I just <laughs> literally sell to just try and get UE points. Oh. Which is a shame because I do normally like getting young players training them in other games. That's what I like to do. But you, you can't can, really. You can, you can have both, you know? You, you should be able to still do both. Um, yeah. You know, you should still be like, okay, he's not really developed over the last season. I'll, off, I'll offload him now. You know, or half a season in, you realize that he's not actually going to make it, or you've scouted someone out, you sell him for the points. But you still want to develop players. Like, I've always wanted to do that. Like, you know, I just want that conveyor. But I write them out, my three squads, so I know, like, you know, who who's next in line. If a deal comes forward, I want to be ready with a youngster. But the youngsters aren't it, moving, you know? It, yeah, I mean, because uh, if they did, it could make the game more interesting in the sense of, like, so, like, if I'm playing... If I'm playing a cup game and I've got some decent reserves in use, like, some good, good ones that are, like, you know, say, like, five or six away, two, two PV away from, like, your first team sort of calibre... You you can chuck them in. Yeah, you know I mean, I'd be quite happy to to rest all my first team. It gives other teams a chance against you know, like and if you, you know, if you thought it was going to do something, you might try it. A bit yeah, if yeah. Thought, if they play yeah, two if or it, three cup games, helps their and, development. Yeah, yeah, helps their development. Like, yeah, yeah, they play exactly. two or three games, and maybe something will go up. It will it would make you do it more. You know. Yeah, yeah, and I'm thinking as well. And I mean, I'm trying to think of a way to phrase this. Like, so if I'm playing, say I had a big side like at the start, like um, AC Milan, and I'm taking on Benevento or something like that, just at the start of the game, you know, it's the stature of the clubs at the start of the game. Hmm. Now if I'm playing, if I'm if I've got some good use and reserve prospects, and I play that, it gives that team a chance as well in the cup, because otherwise I'm just fielding a very very strong side against them. If I've got some good quality sort of sitting around that, and it's sort of. Because that feels like at times, like now, I'm, I'm, because like I don't even really look at my squad sheets anymore, unless to see if there's an injury. Yeah. Really? Because I just scroll past. I know I'm not getting rises. I know, yeah, I, I scroll past like the vast majority of it. I know my scouts, my not scouts, my trialists are going to be shit. I'm not going to have anyone in the 80s, let alone 90s or anything like that. I'm not going to get that. I don't. I think I've had probably like two or three for like months now. Um, and my scouting's been awful. So, you know, if there's anyone that's even remotely half decent, they're like sort of valued at 30 odd mil and you're just not going to make any profit from that selling on. Mm. And, you know, with how high everyone's teams are already, you kind of, again, you're stuck in that cycle of, well, even if I did want to buy them for like 20 or 30 million, I'm not going to make any profit. And most people probably got better already. Yeah. It's, that's uh, the thing. It's, a, it's a bit of a, yeah, it's a bit of a, a bit of an odd one at the moment to, to be stuck in 
yeah, as I say, just you want you want to see some development. That's all. And as I say, I'm not even now talking from a point of my first team. I kind of know that they're going to be slow. You know, like they're 106 is already. Like I, mm. I get it. But I want the 98, 99 guys to make me think about something which would make me deal. It would make mm. me deal because someone may be coming from my right mid and I'm like, actually, this kid in the reserve's been training like a beast and he's coming along. I could do this deal and I'll give him a go, you know? So I, I don't know. Yeah. I think it's I don't know. It's difficult though. It is would, difficult. It is, it is. Uh, you know, I think it goes back to that thing, isn't it? Ben Carlwin sort of at times. Yeah, exactly. We were all yeah, saying he's, to him, like, he's, oh, you, you saw that from the first one. You see this, you see that, and then he does it. And he does it, and he's like, why the fuck did you do that? Yeah, yeah. It's, just, it's, it's gone too far the other way now, isn't it? It's gone too far the other he, way. He must just sit there. He just must just sit there. Sorry, say, fucking can't, yeah, you know, can't catch a break. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, cursing us. I... I I, th- I think though it goes to show like there is a, a another game I think a lower stack game with sort of sensible rises somewhere in between what we're seeing now and what we see sort of season two season three like sensible rises with the potential for squad building like maybe some a better multiplier for um, like reserves and youth so they're actually not that they rise crazy we don't want to see that but like something something to like to actually enjoy getting your turn for. You know, mm. it's got to be pointful, haven't they? They're, they're a bit pointless at the minute, the reserves and youth, really, to me. I, I don't even, I, I literally, just... I, it's only because Ben's done that new thing, um, Steve, that that I even look at the reserves and youth now. I don't look at the yeah. teams. I, I literally, like, I'll sign a couple of players that I find, if I find some, I found last two weeks, I've actually found a few, like, half decent players on scouts, though, and I'm just literally loading up the reserves and youth of them just because they were dirt cheap. Yeah. And, yeah. and I'm literally looking at that and then doing the training bit on them. And I might talk to a few and praise a few and reassure a few. And then that'll be it. But That's I won't it, yeah. look at it in any depth at all. It's, it just seems a bit pointless. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I think I've got like a 95 OA um, goalkeeper with you know, Karma goalkeeper in my, in my youth. And it's just, you know, gone really slow trying to get, get him up. And, you know, he's only four away from potentially being a starter for me or sort of five, five yeah. away from because my current goal is 99 38. So, you know, he, he could be potentially pushing for the bench. That's what I was hoping sort of, um, at EOS, but yeah, it's just, just not rising. Um, so yeah, it, it kind of puts a damper on that, I suppose. Yeah, uh, exactly. Like you said, uh, like you was a five away, away from being a starter. You already know he's not going to start. Don't you really deep down? You know, sorry, second, you know, he's not going to start. Deep down. Oh, no, no away. time. You know I mean? No time soon. No, yeah. he's just going to sit in the use. And that, and he's that's just frustrating. Use training. That's, that's frustrating. And that, yeah, that's, because that like, shouldn't well, be how you know, it is, you know? Yeah, because if I get this other goalkeeper up, he becomes first team. It frees up another slot to trade. Yeah, I could then put that my current first team goalie because like the, the so the goalkeeper I've got in my youth training is a karma keeper and that's my dad. So I created him and I thought I'll stick him in the first team at some point when he's good enough. And I'll, I'll train, you know, train him up in, in the meantime, but he's just not going up. And I thought once yeah. he's there, though, and you get him in the first team, my current goal, 99.38, pop, reliability, presence, uh, you know, there might be a market for him. And I could, then, you know, start building the team again. Yeah. But it, it, yeah, it's just taking a bit too long. But yeah, 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 okay. yeah. But as I say, like, I think the reserves in youth, now that he's added that bit and now there's action slots, you'd want to see maybe a separate, maybe like he could separate all the rises, like each squad's mm. got its own or something so they could go at different yeah. places, but yeah. Yeah, because it kind of needs to be the opposite, doesn't it? It needs to be like the youth team accelerated a bit, reserves, medium uh, and first team low, just to sort of make it viable, make it interesting, like with the way this game is going. It, it kind of needs something anyway. Um, and the last sort of topic, I think, uh, just, just to bring up... Uh, yeah, uh, ten points to anyone who can guess who who might have uh, messaged me this. He's put. Um, I, I uh, yeah. If you if you have a player sent off, say a defender, should we have the option to put in a sub to replace that player if he gets sent off? Like how oh, I I lost my left. That Carla? <laughs> <laughs> ten points. Yeah, he says. He's still little better, duck- isn't he? Get good little at the game, is, bro. Bless him. 
<laughs> Little duck tears, bless him. Yeah, but he does ask. He says he, he lost his, obviously, his left wing back this turn after 31 minutes, which ultimately cost him the game, he thinks. Um, he said, but, you know, should there be an option to to do something in the in the event of sending offs? Um, he said, like, you know, if he had the chance, he obviously would have took off a free roll and put on another defender. To re- yeah, so there's not a great big gaping hole there. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. I don't know how yeah. Ben would get it in the game, but you know, in real mm. life, if if you have your left wing back sent off, you don't just play without a left wing back. It's you know, you mm. take your striker off and put men behind the ball or whatever. You so, shut, shut, wouldn't you? Yeah, but, yeah. Trouble is, though, without knowing which position is going to be sent off, how would you, you know, how would you a, know yeah, how that's the tricky off? bit, isn't it? That's the difficult mm. bit, yeah. So, I, I think you'd have to, you, you'd have to sort of say, you'd have to take a punt, wouldn't you? You'd have to elect a player saying, like, in the, you know, it'd be like, you know, maybe a boxer in the event of sending off, who do you, who do you want off? And you'd pick a certain position, like your free roll or your stri- one of your strikers. Like, for me, I'd probably take off a free roll or one of my strikers. And then I'd select the player who comes on. And if you, one of your strikers gets sent off, tough shit. If a midfielder gets sent off, tough shit because you've, you've selected a striker to go. So you've got, to, you've got. To, I, I would say you have to set up that way. It, it'd be it's just a gamble. You'd be hoping that it's a defender that gets sent off. Yeah, I think whatever was put in place would never be a hundred percent. It's quite it's no. too difficult to it'd to do it difficult. sort of mid game, but. Yeah, I think if it's a defender, you, it is most of the time. It's happened to me a couple of times. It's pretty much game over. If you get a draw out of it, you're happy. You know, if you get a defender sent off, normally you lose. If it's early on. Yeah, some, we yeah. always said something needs to be done, but how how would you implement that into the MDS? No idea. That wouldn't be easy. No, no. Because no, no. Would, would you actually fix it? So is it just a case of maybe Ben is sticking with the one issue instead of creating new? Because if you put something in and that didn't work, you could end up with both problems, you know? So Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I, it would just be... I think it would be too difficult to implement. I'm sure it's something, as I said, this is not the first time we've ever had the conversation. Something needs to happen. If it can, I just, I just don't see how on how the form is done and how the structure is. I, I cannot get my head around even something to suggest how you would do that, you know? Unless you had, like, another box of, like, three, if defender gets sent off, you tick a, tick a sub to come on, yeah, you know? that's, that's so what like I was just defender, saying. Defender, tick box, midfielder, tick box, striker, whichever yeah. position gets sent off, this one comes in, which at least gives you something. Um, mm. But, yeah, it's very... I could imagine that would be very difficult to implement into how the form looks and works, you know? Yeah, I think it could, as well it could as, cause more problems. It could. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 a, sorry, mate. If you had a left-back centre-off, like you're saying, a centre-back comes on his place or, you know, it, it's, it's still not going to be great. Whereas if you're only highlighting one defender to come on, no matter whether it's a left-wing-back, right-wing-back, centre-back, sweeper... Unless you've got a player that covers a lot of the positions, like you say, you you could end up with, you know, a right wing back playing at left wing back or the other way around. So then you'd be moaning at that. So I don't know how you do it. <laughs> yeah, very true. So, yeah, difficult one. Would you? Yeah, what do you think, Luke? Um. Yeah, I'm just trying to think of a way you could bring it in. To be honest. I think the only way you could probably do it is if you had somebody that was versatile on the subs bench. And, you know, if a guy gets taken off, you just maybe a separate box to nominate a player that you take off for that versatile bloke to come on and he automatically slots into the position of the guy that's been sent off. That's probably the only easy way you could do it. But I think, like you say, it's, it, that's way too difficult to implement in the game, I think. So, yeah, I think Carlos has just right, got to get his players under control. So, and stop being shit stop being shit we'll start he's going to become the new Lewis soon hey that's his little heart eh? another whipping boy he's not not quite he's not quite that shit just yet but soon (laughs) brewing up he's inner Lewis he's channeling his inner Lewis 
It's just, <laughs> luckily, Carlos has still got his personality at the moment, so it's all right. Oh, fucking hell, that's a close one. Jesus Christ. <laughs> All right, uh, I think well, we'll we'll go to some questions in a minute, but let's, uh, Daryl, have you got a transfer roundup? I have, I have. Uh, there it is. Right, and Gora was the biggest money mover this week as the transfer list to striker was snapped up by Bilbao in a whopping £116 million deal. The Gardens have decided against playing wide forward, so cashed in on the 24-year-old who is 103.38 right forward with character GSI and Pot. Bilbao actually spent... More than any other team this week, with a two with two hundred and forty five million spent on three players, and after five straight league defeats this season, Corey McCutcheon hopes that these players will turn the tide at the club. Sheffield United also spent mega money by re-signing Tarkowski from Dundee United for a hundred million. Twenty nine years old, Tarkowski is a hundred and five thirty eight sweeper with debt arrel and longevity and an eighty nine percent AR. And whilst United paid 12 million over Max, this looks a super side-in. He only left the club two weeks ago in a swap deal for Mong. Oh, is it Mong? Whoops, that probably wasn't appropriate. <laughs> <laughs> We've now been banned. Yeah, they had a good run, boys. Uh, right. Odegaard was, uh, in fact, if they haven't banned us already with some of the things I've shared, yeah, I think we're safe. Yeah. Um, Odegaard was left, uh, who was let last week's big mover, and he lasted a week at Lazio to the disgust of Sturmgrat's manager, Daryl Saunders. Odegaard, 23 years old, 106.39, playmaker with composure, flair and pot, joined Mainz. Oh, Oh, he's gone to Hammond. The filth. That's that's (laughs) just dirty, isn't it? Oh, they're they're dead to me, both of them. Uh, Dirty rotters. For Cotty, 2205 wing back with determination, pro and pot. And Anash, 2606-39, playmaker and free roll with free kicks and pot. Grant, 22 years old, 102-37-centimeter with pro and pot, also joined mains. Lazio manager Steve Watkins said, I got exactly what my team needed, so it was a no-brainer in letting Odegaard go. Uh, it can be 29,107.39 left forward was transfer listed a couple of weeks ago and was the subject of no bids, but 160 million. It's no surprise as only a few clubs could afford to pay such a fee. This week, he finally left Port Vale in a swap deal with Rosenberg. Rosenberg paid 70 mil and Saratis 20,137 left forward with Pot and Pro. He went up 108 on arrival. And Fred A, 26,99.38 right back, 37 centre back. And it was suggested that Ikambi couldn't get going at Val. And after a fallout with the manager, his time at the club was done weeks ago. Val manager Carl Adcock said, We have started the season badly and players that don't want to play for the badge have to go despite the quality they possess. In season one, Pop was added to Ikambi, who was a 93-34, worth just over $24 million. So now he's a 29-107-39 from 93-34. Goodness me. Uh, Jordan Ibe was on the move this week as well as he left Bournemouth for Trailborgs. Jordan Ibe was subject almost of the Odegaard transfer. I'm not going to lie. I was very close to accepting that one. Um, Ibe, 2,606.39 right mid with flair and pot. Bournemouth landed Byro in a swap deal that involved a 43 million, 43 million cash payment. Byro is 2,406.39 centre forward with pro flair and pot. Byro is another major riser in the game being as low as 93.35 in season one to now be 106.39. Terry's sporting Lisbon raiding Wellington Phoenix this week and landed four players for £100 each, the highest OA being 97. So surely a money splitter for Portugal's finest. Wow, 100 quid, 97 OA. Go on, son. Yep, nope. another six of them coming this week. Nice. For nice. £1,000, 10 players. <laughs> Man, yeah, you, pretty you, much. Really, you really did listen to my fucking. Which you know, yeah, do you know what? Like the, <laughs> the the ver- the very first one as well. I picked him up for a hundred quid, and he's now worth. Uh, let me see, thirty three million. Wow! Wow! So if I can if I can get a bid rest of the world for him, that would be profit made. So I'd be quite quite happy with that. Happy days. Yeah, yeah not too bad. Not too bad. All right, so it's obviously our uh, favourite part of the show, uh, <laughs> the the uh, questions from uh, the Discord group, the absolute rotters, they're at it again. Uh, oh, God. They are. <laughs> they are. Yeah. They are a disgusting bunch, aren't they? I, I, I love this because I, like, I literally, like, 
I do tend to just put like at, at everyone and then I ask them who yeah, I tell them who's coming on, get your questions in. And then I read them sort of live and it's just as I'm going through it, even myself, I'm going, oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> <laughs> so the first one is from uh, Mr. Martin Banks to Steve. How long have you been driving the Ocado Ac- cabbage van? <laughs> Mr. Cabbage. <laughs> oh, <laughs> my posture is really important. So, um, yeah, it's only really when Martin orders his posh croissants and French pastries that I... Uh... Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Hand, hand, hand picked up by his butler. Exactly. Yeah. I bet he calls his butler Alfred as well, don't he? So he thinks he's back on the same Probably. Yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, one for us, Daryl. Uh, Fozzie asks uh, a question for both Terry and Daryl. Would you do a podcast for Game 1 2, two whenever it's, it's started and give this one up? I. Ooh. My, I don't know. my gut feeling would be if this one hasn't ended or we are both still in it that we would just maybe merge the two, maybe because the game's not going to start till this one's almost dying. So I haven't really thought about it, to be honest with you. No, same. I mean, maybe uh, we haven't had to, we haven't had to sit and think about it because we don't know there's a new game coming, but I, I don't know, actually. <laughs> I, I think if, if, if they're asking if we, if we're going to do, if we're going to do two, then I, I think the only appropriate response, Daryl is uh, matey uh, from uh, Jerry Maguire. Show yeah. me the money. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you want to um, give us up for two nights a week. That's going to cost yeah. you guys more than a cup of tea. Daryl wants an extra hour. Daryl wants an extra hour tonight. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, no. um, we have to see when that, when that, when that bridge comes, like, it would only be when this one's dead, maybe. Maybe we can merge yeah. the two, but we, yeah, we'd have to wait and see. Merge the two, me. yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Because like this one Something would probably like be coming back onto it, but then it would probably more become like a general UE game part. So yeah, or maybe we evolve with it. But uh, I mean, if you wanted to do it, I'd be down. Uh, I, I, I think like maybe like uh, move to a one game one two two, and if this one's still going quite well. Maybe move to a monthly one just for this. Yeah. Like something a like monthly podcast, same. like a, a good long podcast, like a two-hour podcast or something. Just yeah. like, yeah, get well, a load of people. Said, the pod will go as long as you guys need. And if that means into a new game, then it means into a new game. Once we think that nobody's giving a shit and no one wants to come on and there's no questions asked, then yeah. Yeah, yeah, I totally agree. Totally agree. Yeah, so cheers for that. Um, made us think it was it was yeah definitely I don't like thinking uh, on a Friday night <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah uh, so the, the next question is from his royal highness the duke of Exeter um, Mr Ducky Poos he's asked for everyone you have oh fuck's sake you have five <laughs> minutes left to live do you one trip the kids up or two trip the wife up asking for a friend I would I would push <laughs> Terry into both <laughs> like ten pin bowling, yeah, yeah, he's yeah. got the split. Terry, he got Terry the split pin. Yeah, I'd just I'd push Terry and he'd knock them all over, wouldn't he? So fuck's sake, fuck off, Carlos. <laughs> I'd have to, I'd have to, I think trip the kids, record it for Terry, and uh, send it over on WhatsApp for him. Yeah, I'd be proud of you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. I've got three kids, so yeah, more people to kick. So oh, love yeah. that, love that. Yeah, that's yeah. it. Uh, <laughs> don't know if you want to chime in on that, Luke, or you're right there. <laughs> oh, just just take take the misses out. Oh, good man, good man. Trip the misses, yeah. <laughs> Keep the kids. <laughs> uh, Casper, the Nemes manager. Uh, this is what he's put on there. I, I can't, can't be asked looking. Um, he's put question for all. Have you found any scout finds uh, you would put into your team straight away? What's the best scout find you have signed? Um, um, I've got one on the cusps. Uh, and, and not so kind of a scout find. Do you know when you do that player search thing? It's the only time it's worked for me. And they came back with this guy who was in my trial lists. And he looked good. He was like mid mid to high 80s. He's now, if I have a look, his name is Campos, I think. Yeah, Campos. He's my left wing back, uh, backup left wing back, sorry. He's now 101, 37, 10 speed left wing back with loyalty and reliability. 
Wow. So he's, he's perfect fair, for like last if I week. Me and yeah, Matt found a 38, 99 composure, 18 year old free roll. Um, mm-hmm. And it's made us think that maybe we could swap out Lamala now if there would be interest. We'd, we'd talk about it, but like he's 106, you know, it's a bit scary to lose someone like Lamala. But, you know, he's 18, mm. 38 already, 10s across the board, you know, nine speed, nine yep. vision. He's got to be, he's got to play. But yeah, that's probably the best scout I found actually, and managed to sign. Um, unless you count Anua, Anua was a scout defined, and he's just been a legend. So, <laughs> yeah, I don't think I've had anyone uh, other than that. Just, just like your your normals, your, your ones you will rotate through. You know, selling, buying, selling, and and probably a couple, quite a few of them are my backups now, like Vankinen and my free role playmaker backup. Yeah, I've got some got some good backups through through scouting, but nothing nothing like immediately my first team. I think all my first team have been swaps or been brought through the squad. Um, yeah. How about I you? Think... Oh, sorry. Yes, Steve. No, go. I was going to yeah. say I was going to chuck it to you. Go for it. Yeah, I, I think I because I, I spend all my money really on points. I don't very often have that much, so I look for like cheap players just to buy and sell. Um, I think the best one I've had really was I bought in season one I bought him as a 90-33 right mid because he had 10-10-10 untrainables um, he's now a 106 sort of my right midfielder so but I guess that's as well linked with the faster training and whatever but actually buying a ready-made player not not really Okay and uh, Luke? Um, I suppose the best guy I got turn four season one. I scouted Sao Paulo and got Danny Alves. I think I paid six million for hey. six year old. He's uh, he's thirty nine now and he's averaging sort of eighty eight percent every week, six, seven goes a season. He's been doing that constantly now for four seasons, so I couldn't get a better sweeper if I tried. Bloody hell, that's pretty impressive. I like that. Yep, I think yeah. Like I say, he's he's thirty nine this season, and I think he's he's an eighty eight at the moment, eighty eight percent. So where now he's still Very going. Well. I don't know. I keep expecting him to retire every season, but he just keeps hanging around. So just keeps hanging around. <laughs> don't wish him away. I know he's become my assistant. <laughs> I'm not. Bless I've got him. a funny feeling this might be his last season, though. Yeah, I keep I keep being scared of that. I might have to play him yeah. in all the cup games and do a load of friendlies, make him see he's still wanted. So, yeah, well, yeah. The testimonials. I think I'll be here in a couple of weeks, so I'll loan him over. Yeah, no, I'll tell you what, Tell. End of yeah. the season, you can, we'll play a friendly and do his testimonial will be against you. Run for the pod. Yeah, there we go. There we go. Uh, and, and the, last, the last question for this week is uh, from your, your old friend, Daryl, uh, Gary Weir. Oh, for fuck's sake. Again, again, really. Steve Steve and Luke, get out of the shower to take a piss. The last time, guys, you didn't (laughs) ask the question, please make them answer it. (laughs) What the fuck? (laughs) Steve, do you... I I can't actually answer it this week because there's someone here that would hear me and I I don't want them to know if I do that or not. (laughs) I have to be honest, I I never used to. But I t- I do tend to now in the morning because I can't be asked to get out of the shower. <laughs> I just yeah I just just yeah just go for it. <laughs> be one with nature, love it. Yeah, oh natural. <laughs> yeah, no fucks were given that day. No. Oh. <laughs> you can Luke, you can you can plead the fifth if you want. <laughs> no. Who gets out of the shower to go for a pee? Eh? No one does that. So. <laughs> I don't women do that. I don't reckon women stand there showering, peeing. I, I, th- I reckon they get out of the shower, but us men, I, I you know, we I, can I aim. Try, I suppose, yeah, can't we? For the whole, don't you? It's like a little game. You turn it into a game, aiming for the hole. You know, or you watch like the bottom of the shower just turn all yellow for a couple yeah, of seconds. <laughs> that the morning that should, be et- that should be etched on your gravestone, Daryl. <laughs> Always aiming for the hole. <laughs> Always aiming for the hole. Yeah, yeah, that's love that's it. True. Well, thank you very much, Daryl. Thank you very much, Luke. Thank you very much, Steve, for coming thank on you. and being part of this podcast, lads. Um, Thanks for having me, we, lads. we were. 
No, you're very welcome. We were a bit short of time this week. Um, uh, we'll, we'll jump back as well and do the reviews again. Carry on with the re- reviews next week. You can blame me. Uh, we'll you can on me for the lack of time. Yeah. Speed rush. I tell you what, next week I would explain why we've done a shorter podcast this week. <laughs> Lovely. Good luck. Okay. Good luck. <laughs> I don't need luck. Mate. Yeah. I don't need luck. <laughs> <laughs> and on that one, we'll, we'll say see you later and uh, catch you all soon. See you.